0: Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I 270 and MD 85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1 800 Gambler.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Michael Sweet of Striper, and you're listening to Cobras in Fire. And I want to tell you also, Rock is not dead.
2: You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast. This week we welcome back to the show from Striper, the one and only Michael Sweet.
3: Star
1: to shine.
2: Michael,
1: hey Jason, how you doing, man?
2: Not too bad. How are you?
1: I'm good, very good, man. Just uh, you know, <clears throat> prepping for a busy uh, next few weeks with the release and a lot of interviews and just kind of always crazy. It's always nonstop around here, but it's all all good. No complaints at all.
2: Right on. Business as usual for you, then.
1: Yeah, I mean we're. what's odd in in our times with this pandemic and whatnot, I mean, we've just purged ahead and it's been, it's felt like pretty much normal around here, Uh, recording and working and hasn't felt like lockdown to me at all.
2: Well, that's a, I guess that's a good thing. Uh, Yeah, it is. Right on. Well, I want to welcome back to the program, Michael Sweet. Uh, Michael, it's becoming kind of an annual thing. So, and it's always fun to talk to you. Welcome back.
1: Well, thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure always talking to you as well, and an honor, and appreciate you taking the time to talk to me.
2: Well, of course you got the new album out, but there is one thing um, that I really wanted to get your thoughts on before we get into too much of that stuff. Sure. Um, What do you think of the new Cardi B song?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, it's it's funny because... I don't want to come across like a prude or or someone that is (laughs) closed-minded, but, you know, I just find it interesting how, you know, here we are in 2020 fighting for women's rights as we should be, and then you've got videos like that. And I'll leave it. I'll leave it right there.
2: Well, you know, of course, I'm poking a little fun at you. You went on social media um, as, as you're quite. Uh, you, you, as I mentioned in the past, you're uh, you're you're pretty active and and pretty skilled at the uh, your whole social media game. But yeah, you you mentioned that, and um and you were kind enough to reply to my comment, which was more along the lines of you know, kind of devil's advocate. You know, well, you know, my parents had the same thing about kiss and whatnot. Yeah. I, and now I knew. Instantly, what you were talking about, but uh, and this is another reason why I tried not to be too judgmental on is that I really don't care for Cardi B as a human being that much, and musically not at all. So yeah. it's maybe I'm not the right guy to judge. But that said, I of course there was a lot of news being made about that. But after after um, your post, I actually went up and read the lyrics, and dear lord, they are filthy.
1: That, well, that's what I'm talking about, and it's not. It, 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 there's a time when it, it's not about judging. It's just about what's right and what's wrong.
2: You mentioned your grandkids listening to it.
1: Well, yeah, I have a little girl, Nora, who I'm sure has most likely, uh, a a granddaughter, Nora, who has probably heard that song. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, that just pisses me off. (laughs) It pisses me off, the fact that she most likely has heard the song, because I don't want that garbage going into my granddaughter's uh, ears.
2: You used a poop emoji, Mike.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know, man. I think that we have a responsibility as artists, and many artists cross that line. I said the same thing about Miley Cyrus. Here she is on Disney. All these kids are looking up to her and following her, and the next thing you know, live in concert, she's, she's riding a big hanging whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I'm just thinking, can't you just have a little responsibility, even just a, a smidgen of responsibility?
2: Grandpa's a little uh, crotchety today, folks. I'm actually kind of with you for the most part, especially when you, i mean, there's absolutely— uh, no, no kids should be listening to this. I don't know if that's the no. case, but uh, I definitely wouldn't have opposed to that, but I don't know. Uh, Cardi B can do what she wants, I guess, but... It's... Well, yeah,
1: of course. I mean, we live in America. She can do whatever she wants, but and, and as can I by commenting on it.
2: Fair enough. A, a little bit about the what's going on with COVID. You mentioned that you've been, uh, and, uh, and your ilk have been pretty busy, and you're kind of staying basically business as usual, with the exception of touring. Um let me ask you this: One, it has not been the case with with every artist, as you know, and 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 if anything, this has really shown just how fragile the income stream for, for somebody of almost any type of art artistry is, you know, what did you think when, um, and I assume you heard it anyway, but maybe maybe I'm bringing this up to you for the first time. If, if so, I apologize. But the C- CEO of Spotify, which is not exactly known for lining the pockets of musicians with millions of dollars, uh, he said, uh, you can't release, you can't record music once every three or four years. and think it's going to be enough.
1: Yeah. It- I just feel like somebody like that. I don't know him. I've never met him. uh, So as a person, I don't know what he's like or who he really Mm -hmm. is. But when someone says something like that, Spotify, which really changed the music industry, obviously not in the musician's favor or the artist's favor, uh, and then to say, not necessarily dictate, but to say, make comments like that on what we should or shouldn't do as the artist, I just felt like it was out of line and out of place. Uh, I, I wasn't in agreement with it. I'm not a fan of Spotify anyway. Uh, never have been, never will be. You know, uh, because I think it unfortunately is, is the icing on the cake or the seal that is, uh, in destroying, uh, the artistry of making albums. You know, uh, it started with downloads, people, you go make an album, and then someone downloads one or two of the songs from a 12-song album, and now Spotify's just taken that a step further right. uh, and, and made it even worse. So I, it, it's got to get to the point, it already is, where bands just can't afford to make albums anymore. And, and is that what fans really want?
2: Yeah, it, it does almost feel like this—the the new generation. That, I'm talking young people. You know, they definitely view it differently than I did. You know, when I bought my first Striper record, you know, the things <laughs> everybody yeah. bought everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, just...
1: absolutely. And, and you know, and I, I wish we were back in those days. And it's not about money. It's not about getting rich. It's not about becoming a, a millionaire rock star. What it is about is, you know. People go in, musicians, bands, artists go in and they work for three, four, five, six months, spend a lot of money and pour their blood, sweat and tears into a project only for it to, you know, uh, fall by the wayside and uh, not be taken serious as a complete project. And I compare it recently to a movie. You know, do you just watch part of the movie and throw the rest away? Do you just read part of a book and throw the rest away? No. That's exactly what it's like with an album. You know, it it it's made to be taken in as a whole right. from start to finish. But now with Spotify, that's been destroyed.
2: Yeah. And well, And it seems like maybe this next crop of artists aren't going to be as inspired to or driven to do an album type format you know what i mean um it's yep it, to me that that that's that that's definitely not something i want to see lost even bad records it's an experience you know what i mean
1: absolutely there's no question about it and you know for the the ceo and the owner of spotify i mean of course he's on cloud nine because he's, <laughs> he's making millions well that's he's a- making all the money not the artist
2: that that's kind of where I was going with that. Yeah. He, it seems a, a very out of touch kind of comment. Cause I'm not, I'm not familiar with anything he's created. So, um, yeah, other exactly. than an algorithm, you know, and, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, no doubt. well with COVID, you guys just kind of did, um, something kind of neat uh, a virtual listening party for the new record. Uh, uh, how did that go over? And this actually might be something that, at least from the from my perspective, this seems like something that might be a good idea going forward, COVID or no COVID. This is kind of a fun way to yeah. pull the fans in to, to hear the new record.
1: Yeah, I feel like Striper's kind of leading the charge on a lot of these things. Uh, it, it's, I, I had Chris Jericho attend, I, I think all of them. And he, he texted me and said, what a great idea. We're going to steal it, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's a pretty amazing comment coming from someone like Chris Jericho, who's really on top of uh, social media and that kind of thing. Uh, But, yeah, we we decided to do this. We did four of them. We had over 1,000 people, and it was fantastic. We had a blast. We took live questions. We played the songs. We talked about the songs, and the album was 90 minutes each each session. And we're going to do more of them. We're planning on doing it for every album and – Get into videos, and we're doing a, another project called Breaking Down the uh, Song, mm. where people can go into the studio with us. Then we can play them individual tracks and the breakdown of the album and the process and everything. It's really interesting. And then we've got a couple of live on demand projects coming. We just recorded the new album in its entirety live in the studio. Wow. And that's going to be available for rent and for purchase uh, in the next six uh, to eight weeks. And then we did Tell with the Devil as well, and we're going to do every album like that as well.
2: Wow. So you're going to go backwards and and hit all the the classics, right?
1: We're going to hit them all. We're going to hit them all. We're going to do two albums at a time. So it's about the guys come out here, we spend a couple weeks rehearsing, and we go into the studio for a week and we track them both live, and then they go home, and, and then we're planning, we've got on the calendar for the next two years, all the other albums.
2: Even Against the Law? Everything. Wow, because I was actually going to ask you that, if there was ever a scenario, because I, I know your thoughts on that record, and I don't have any issue with that. Um, but you know, Because I, I do think you think it's a good album, right? There's some good songs on there.
1: I think, yeah, I'd be a, a fool to say it's a bad album. It's, it's, it's some really great songs. It's some of my favorite Striper songs on that album, too. Yeah. Two of my favorite Striper uh, songs are on that album, one of those being All for One. Um, so I'm not going to deny that, but <laughs> I just feel I can't listen to the album. Yeah. Uh, and that's my personal opinion. Whenever that album comes on, I do, there's something about it that just rubs me the wrong way. It's it doesn't sound like Striper to me. I mean, it does in some aspect, in some ways, but for the most part, it doesn't sound like Striper to me. Like the guitar tone is is is, is really good, but not Striper. It's not. It's not. The classic striper guitar tone, which we have now again, thank God, mm-hmm. and we had prior to that uh the look yellow and black's gone, yeah, uh we've got beard stubble, we're trying to look
2: <laughs>
1: tough and rough, and uh you know the lyrics, two time woman, you know. Uh, uh, not That Kind of Guy, which was Not Yo Huggy Guy, which right. thank God we changed the title to that. There's just a lot of things that rubbed me the wrong way. I felt I feel like that was our biggest sellout album, without question.
2: Not Yo Huggy Guy, huh?
1: That's what Oz wanted to call that. Mm. And he said, dude, it's going to be a big <laughs> saying. And I said, no, I don't think so. And, and we changed it to Not That Kind of Guy. <laughs> thank God.
2: Uh. Hey, uh, a quick side note cuz I don't know if this has ever came up in any of our conversations. Is, is there a faith like Lutheran or Catholic that that you consider yourself? I I've I'm just been curious about that.
1: No, non-denominational. We okay. go to a non-denominational church, so it's it's people of all religions that basically have become Christian. You know, they just follow the word of God and non-denominational, man. And it's a really, a really great church. And I love I, I don't like religion, but I love Christianity. Yeah. You know, I think that religion really does separate and confuse people. Uh, so that's why we attend a non-denominational church.
2: And uh, I was flipping through your book uh, uh, in preparation for this. And one kind of curiosity that at least something that popped in my head, you've probably been asked this before. I don't think it's that unique of a question, but you know, like my, my parents were, I was raised Lutheran, but my dad wasn't a Christian mechanic. My mom wasn't a Christian nurse. Is there any part of you that ever, I guess maybe when you did against the law, do you ever wish that maybe your faith wasn't so much tied to your career?
1: Yeah. Well, it's weird you say that because I'm looking up right now uh Christian pizza place, <laughs> yeah, I want some Christian pizza yeah, yeah. uh I, man it's the dumbest thing ever it's the dumbest thing ever it literally I cringe whenever I hear a Christian rock band i uh, I just think that it's silly, I think that it uh labels a band and it limits a band. And, you know, the whole point of being a Christian is to be Christ-like to people and for the world. And I think when you tag yourself a Christian rock band, you instantly turn off most of the world. Yeah. Most of the world's going to laugh at you and say, ah, I don't want to hear that. And, and Striper is a band who is proud of our faith Proud of our Christianity. So when, when I say things like that, people misinterpret it as, I'm denying my faith. And quite the opposite. Have we ever, that you are aware of, denied our faith?
2: No, I mean, but uh, I don't We've look for those kind of things. We've never, ever right?
1: denied our faith. We've always boldly proclaimed our faith, and always will. But I don't like the term Christian rock. I just, I never wanted to be labeled a Christian rock band. I wanted to be labeled a rock band comprised of Christians. And I, and then you've heard me say this before, Mm -hmm. probably many times. It's like, if you're going to label us, you got to label everyone, you know, put Slayer in the satanic category in the record store and on iTunes,
2: <laughs> They'd probably be okay with
1: it. <laughs> you know whether they would or wouldn't be, it's kind of a silly thought no I,
2: I no I, I well we've we've talked about that for sure, I would just but I guess part of this is it tied into uh you you took a little bit of umbrage to a review uh, on blabbermouth about the new record um I guess you know what did you want to explain that a little bit because I read the review and you know I, I mean I have some of my own thoughts on that, but I, I didn't think you were out of line,
1: no, yeah, I just. I got up and made a cup of coffee and I read the review and I don't expect everyone to give us a 10 out of a 10, uh, or even a a good, I mean, if it was a four out of a 10 based on the music or he didn't like the production or something, I wouldn't have posted what I posted, but when he really went after our, his four out of a 10 was strictly and solely completely based on our faith in our lyrics and uh, right. what we sing about. And that's where I drew the line. I said, all right, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to put up with this today. Not today. So I went and posted what I posted and you know what's funny is I think 9 out of 10 people agreed with me.
2: Yeah, I mean um it definitely kind of focused on um I don't know. I, I have some quotes from it, but I don't. We don't need to get into that too much. But it, it definitely did focus on the, the topics of the lyrics and things of that nature. Uh, had kind of a funny line about nailing a chicken to a door, but I'm not sure what that meant.
1: Um, well, I mean, apparently he's got some problems. You know, Dom <laughs> has some problems. I don't know, man.
2: <laughs> Is that a voodoo reference? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I I guess. Who knows? You have to ask him. But All right, um, fair enough. I just felt like I felt like it wasn't a fair review. You know. Um if you're gonna if you're gonna like rate or review an album based on lyrics, you're going to give most metal bands a 4 out of a 10. Yeah. Because let's face it. Have you read some of the lyrics to some of these songs?
2: Well, after reading the lyrics to that Cardi B song, I'm afraid to do too many deep dives in people's lyrics right now, Michael.
1: Well, what about the one of my favorite <laughs> Judas Priest songs? Uh and I never paid attention to the lyrics, but "Grinder" looking huh. for meat. Grinder wants you to eat. I mean, uh, uh, if I based my rating on on the lyric of that song, I'd probably give it a zero out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> but I love the song, so I give it a ten out of a ten. You know, and that's where I felt like it was just unfair.
2: Yeah, no, I get it. Um, well, you do have a new album out. It's uh, it's available everywhere right now. Um, e- even the Devil Believes was Walmart okay with this record.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't heard any, anything okay. from Walmart, and I don't even know if they're still selling music or not. I know Best Buy isn't, so who knows?
2: You know what I'm getting at there? there wasn't. A, didn't they have an issue with the goddamn evil? Cause it's uh, yeah, they,
1: they they didn't carry goddamn evil because they felt it was too risque. But yet, you could go in and find that Cardi B album in there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a valid point.
1: Uh, well, yeah, just a bit.
2: <laughs> well, I'll give you my one sentence review. I think this is a killer striper record. I uh, it's I, I it might be my favorite since Against the Law.
1: <laughs> well, good man. I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. And and so far, the majority is saying the same thing you're saying, which is really an awesome feeling, man. Everybody seems to be connecting with this album and loving it, and a lot of people saying it's their favorite
2: how much of this was written after the kind of like the COVID lockdown started?
1: I wrote the album. I started writing mid December and I finished right before Christmas. Okay. So it was, a, it was a song a day. And then I took the holidays off and the guys came out here in early January and we started rehearsing.
2: Were there during the writing process? And is there anything that got that got scrapped? That's a pretty good turn. You know what I mean? As far as the quality of the music that's on here.
1: No, nothing got scrapped at all. Hmm. Uh, it just, uh, basically what happens when i start writing if i start working on a riff or a groove i don't like i'll scrap it right out of the box so yeah a few things i wasn't feeling and i just moved on to another thing and then i came up with like you know the do unto do others riff and i'm like yeah okay i'm feeling this you know and it's a real quick process and once i get a groove and a riff going it's about two to three hours and the song's complete
2: the guitar solos throughout the thing really stick out to me. Not that I'm unaware that of the quality of musicianship in the band historically, but there are some really poppy and catchy, you know, riffs in here that still kind of shred. Oh, good, buddy.
1: Well, I'm glad, man. I, I appreciate it. I, I worked a little extra hard on my guitar chops on this album. Uh, it, not that I feel I have anything to prove, but you know, I just wanted to. Uh, kind of take things up a notch as a guitar player on this album and it, it's funny you know I guess because I'm the singer I'll, I'll never really achieve that credit as a player which is fine yeah. I mean people can you can go online and read the reviews for Do and Do Others there's a lot of people who say Michael wow Michael's playing the solo I didn't know he played right. uh, <laughs> and just comments like that and it's It just kind of blows my mind. Big fan. Thirty. It's so weird to me. I I don't have people not seeing the video for free or Uh, uh, calling on you or or you know what to do. I I don't. I don't get it, man. It's bizarre.
2: So are all the leads you?
1: No, 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 no. no. Half. Okay. The leads are are split up. That's what I thought,
2: but I just. uh,
1: Yeah, and that's the way it's always been. It's, it's always been a 50 50 split up. I mean, uh, from day one.
2: Do I hear just a little bit of an Ace Freely uh, kind of influence on the solo for Let Him In?
1: Oh, God, I don't know. That's an odd solo. I have no idea. All right. You wouldn't hear that from me.
2: Uh well I the do unto others ones and Invitationally were the other two that I wrote down as kind of standout leads so hopefully I picked yeah, the one do, you play do unto
1: others is is a, a Michael Sweet solo I I'm, my influences were more along the lines of like John Sykes Randy Rhodes Eddie Van Halen
2: okay uh what about your new V that thing's pretty sick
1: man I love it uh Sully guitars John Sullivan knocked it out of the park uh, it's gonna go into production this year. Uh, we'll have a U.S. model and an import model eventually, and I'm thrilled to be working with him because, as a company, as a person, I'm just so happy. I didn't want to leave Washburn. People get on me and they call me a gear whore. You know, I, I change companies like Paul Stanley is what yeah. some guy posted, and um, it's not about that. I I didn't want to do that, but my guy who was uh, my uh, my contact at Washburn, Gil Salci, he left. And he's the guy that made everything happen for me. And sure enough, when he left, nothing happened. Wow. Liter- literally. We had a couple of new models in production, signature guitars. They were, they, I got a phone call. They said, we're dropping them. They're done. And I, I just felt like there was no love there for me anymore. So I, my contract ended and I left. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. I just did what I felt I had to do, and I'm so happy to be with Sully, and uh, I can't wait uh, for the future and see what we do together, and it's going to be really cool. Uh,
2: how about I hit you with a couple of uh, my favorite tracks on here, anyway? You kind of tell me a little bit about the song.
1: Sure, absolutely.
2: How to Fly. I fucking love it.
1: Oh, good, man. How to Fly. I just got a text from a friend of mine, Matt Roselle, and he said that sounds like a song that uh, could have been on the Truth album, the solo album. Oh, yeah. And and I said to him, yeah, I can kind of hear that, you know. Those are the songs I get really excited about because the reason why is they're the odd men out. That's a song that doesn't really sound like any other song on the album, but it breaks up the flow nicely. And that's why I love it. It's one of the songs that I repeat the most. One of my favorites.
2: Oh, what about this? I pray this. Now, this is a very different. This is not a typical striper sounding track, uh, even to the lead and everything on this. It's uh, but it's a, man, this is a really fun, it's almost a ballad, right?
1: It is. It's a ballad. And it, what happened with that song, a friend of mine, uh, his name is Livio Gravini. And he's a local legend singer uh, in a number of bands throughout the years. He sent me a song And wanted me to come and record it with him. He was going to put it on his album. And I liked it. I really liked it. And basically what it was, was the intro and the verse uh, over and over again. So the chorus was the verse in the version he sent me. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it didn't really go anywhere. But I loved the idea. And I said to him, man, dude. Let me rework this song and let's, uh, let us put it on the new Striper album, which we're going to start recording soon. And he loved the idea. So I wrote the choruses and I wrote a couple extra verses lyrically and then I arranged it, rearranged it, and it became a Striper song. So that's probably why it's got such a unique sound and feel to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely more southern rock, yeah, uh, gospely, a little Bon Jovi-ish. Uh, and it's different for us, which is what's really cool about it.
2: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great track, man. Um, God for rock and roll is another one that really stuck out for me.
1: Yes, uh, for God and rock and roll, that's that's that song. When I came up with that riff and the groove, I'm I'm like, you know what? I said that backwards. Gonna...
2: Sorry. What's that? <laughs> I said that backwards. Thanks for uh, correcting no worries. me. I didn't catch no it problem. until you said it back.
1: <laughs> not a problem, man. And, and when I wrote that riff and that that groove, I, I said to myself, I'm going to keep this straight ahead. I'm going to really think ACDC, KISS, Anthem, and not waver or wander too far from that. And that's what we did. And that's what we did with the solos. That's what I did with the vocal. It's a real true anthem, a modern-day anthem. And it'll be a great song live. The crowd will be singing along, and you can just kind of picture it or hear it in your head right now, you know?
2: Right on. Um And it closes with uh, Middle Finger Messiah. You still got a little edge to you, Mike,
1: huh? Uh, you know, Middle Finger Messiah is a title my brother had come up with in the 80s, um, and it's a great closer.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a perfect—I uh, mean, you had to know that this was going to be the last song in the album probably well before you recorded it, right?
1: Yeah, you got to—I'm really into— uh, bookends, a great opener and a great closer in, in similarities. I do that with my solo stuff, better part of me, son of man, you know, on the last album, this album, it's, uh, obviously blood from above, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite tracks on the album and then closing it out with middle finger Messiah.
2: Wow. Uh, and of course uh, I should mention the, the video is, is for do unto others. It, it's just beautifully shot.
1: Thank you, man. I I so appreciate that. Um, The the director and the videographer, uh, Sebastian, shot it and um, uh, uh, Jamie Brown is the director. And he also directed our last two videos, so The Valley and Sorry. And then we shot a video for Divider as well while we were out here. So that's going to be coming in the next few weeks, two or three weeks. And we've got we went into the studio and recorded the live, uh, this entire album live, kind of like a live at Daryl's house kind of vibe in the same oh, studio right we record. And that's coming out in the next six to eight weeks. And that's going to be awesome, man. People are going to love it.
2: I think I saw you say something about this when you shared the video on Twitter. It's definitely kind of, I'm talking about do unto others here again. Uh, yeah. the message there is definitely something that we kind of need right now in the world. Well, yeah, in, I in mean, this country for sure.
1: <laughs> we don't, we're definitely separated and divided for sure and obviously politics don't help matters much or or the news yeah uh and and that's both sides cnn fox mm-hmm. you know I, I can't i can't watch either one of them i i can't turn them off quick enough uh but as, that aside i think we've lost touch with helping each other you know like If there is a car accident and and you see it, are you one of those people that's going to stop and help? Or are you one of those people that's going to drive by and say, oh, man, I feel bad for them, you know? Because you're late to your Starbucks appointment or something, you know. <laughs> I mean, are we are we really thinking of each other? Are we really willing to step out of our box and help each other? And that's what the song's about.
2: L- one last thing, just regarding like, did, any word on like uh, when you guys will feel? What do you? What are your thoughts on returning to playing live? I guess is the best way to put that.
1: Oh uh, man, well we we're planning on doing it. We postponed and delayed our shows. Mm-hmm until next year we've got a lot on the books next year but you know it's possible those could get postponed we we just don't know it just depends on what this thing does and uh you know uh, how things turn out uh regarding a surge again and a spike or uh, is there are we going to have some sort of a vaccine and if so how well is that going to work i mean where are we going to be at in six months yeah uh we'll, we'll we'll see and i hope in a better place i think a lot of it is blown up I, I think we're in a bad place no doubt but i think a lot of it's blown up because of politics you know uh and that fear is kind of put within us uh so we vote for either this party or that party and i think once the election's over we're going to know a lot more
2: yeah i'm with you there um but uh Anyway, I, I'm, I'm just hoping for it as soon as possible, but not sooner than it's safe, I guess. But uh,
1: Right, right. Yeah. yeah, us too, man. We're going to be back out there again performing. I mean, unless the world comes to an end, and that could happen. We've got asteroids floating out in
2: space, you know. <laughs> no doubt, <laughs> uh, Michael. It's always a pleasure. I, I really enjoy our conversations when you're on. So thank you so much for your time. The new album, uh, "Even the Devil Believes," like I said, available everywhere. If, if Walmart's still selling music, I got to believe they're they're doing it. I think Cardi B's just downloading it right now or uh, streaming it on Spotify. <laughs>
1: Hey man, look again. I don't know Cardi <laughs> B, and she might she might be a great person, have a great heart. I really don't know. I just felt like those lyrics in that song was a little over the top, uh, yeah, just a
2: bit. I, I get it. I do. I, 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 I was having a little fun with you as, as I like to do. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, all the best to you and everybody in the band and your family. over hope everybody stays safe. Um, thanks again, Michael.
1: Okay, brother. God bless you, man. Thanks for your time. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul We love
0: visit the Betfred sportsbook at i270 at md85 in frederick right next to long shots off track betting go to bedfredsports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise must be 21 or older play responsibly for help call 1-800-GAMBLER it's nfl
3: draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football